Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of VMware's Partnership Perspectives. I'm Kathleen Tandy, Vice President of Global Partner and Alliances Marketing at VMware, and I'm pleased to bring you the stories and trends from VMware industry analysts, partners, and executives. This week, I'm joined by Amy Catalano, Senior Director of Global Partner Marketing at Google Cloud. In her role, Amy and her team are responsible for joint partner go-to-market strategy and execution across the portfolio of Google Cloud products. During our conversation, we discussed common questions customers have regarding digital transformation, exciting announcements around the Google Cloud VMware Engine offering, and what led to Google winning VMware's 2022 Worldwide Cloud Innovation and Transformation Award. Enjoy the full conversation now. Amy, welcome to Partnership Perspectives. It's great to have a guest from one of our leading cloud partners, and for me personally to have another marketing leader to speak with today. Very great to be here. So Amy, you are a member of the marketing leadership team for Google Cloud, and let's start our conversation there. Can you talk a bit about your role at Google Cloud as part of the marketing leadership team and what your team is responsible for? Absolutely. So it's been a really fun four years, as you can imagine the amount of growth Google Cloud has had. And I lead our global partner marketing organization. So as we think across the portfolio of Google Cloud products and solutions, and then across all of the different partnership types from channel partners, services partners, our technology and ISV partners, and how are we really driving all the joint go-to-market with those out to our end customers. Great. You talked about Google Cloud growing so much and it being a really exciting four years. What role do partnerships play in Google Cloud's business? It kind of the scope and aspect of business growth and how is that shaping how your team is working with partners? So it was interesting before joining Google Cloud, especially taking a very specific partner hat on the marketing leadership side, it was key to make sure that partners were just really core to this strategy overall of the business. And that definitely didn't disappoint once I got in. In fact, we're only continuing to lean in even stronger with our partner ecosystem. Earlier this year, we actually made a pretty big announcement that we were going 100% partner services led throughout the business, which of course is just a testament to how much we really wanna lean in and drive first class solutions together with our partners and bring those to our joint customers. In terms of what that means for my organization, it's been great. I think if anything, it's around, okay, now we have even more momentum around partners. How are we scaling the skill set? How are we scaling the teams quickly? Because there is such a interest in providing more I would say partnership across all these different solution providers, all the different types of technology partners that we can work on together, build more solutions, get more excitement through our marketplace. There's so much that could be done. And it's just been great to see the appetite from our partner community who just really wants to lean in as aggressively as they can and get a part of this very hyper growth speed for public cloud. I think we share something in common as well, because as VMware has been absolutely leaning into cloud, which is one of the reasons we are such strong partners, some of the feedback that we've gotten from our customers is just how to navigate the complexity, which workload, for which function, for which aspect of their business. And then you just have the, all the different aspects of the entire technology stack. If there's one thing we're hearing, it's we need help. 
And we certainly agree that there's no better large group of people and companies to be able to help those customers than partners who are on the forefront and have that knowledge and expertise across also heterogeneous multiple environments to be able to know how best that works for them. So I'm sure you speak with many customers and partners on a daily basis. Does that map with what you are hearing from them? And what else are you hearing about from them around their either challenges or concerns or questions overall around digital transformation in the cloud? So it's interesting. There's both the customer perspective and what kind of questions are we getting from the customers and how are we answering those? And then there's the hot questions we're getting our partners on how we can help and support them the most to help answer those questions and to meet that demand. So I'll start with the first one around like, what are the questions that we're continuing to get from customers? So there's kind of these five big questions that are coming to the forefront. So one is customers are really interested in, can you please help me understand how to best use our data? How are we creating the best solutions for our end customers, becoming smarter, making better decisions? The second question is around really optimizing this best technology infrastructure. So this is where we work with our partners and we really get together and think about how are we giving customers the freedom to run apps where they need them with open, hybrid, and multi-cloud solutions. Third, like we get a lot of questions about creating the best hybrid workplaces. You can imagine, especially with COVID, this continues to be a super hot topic. And so how do we, together with our partners, think about how we can help companies really transform how their people connect, create, collaborate with each other, and so forth. Fourth, we really dive deep on security in general. Customers are constantly asking, how do we know our data systems and users are secure? And this is where, together with our, I would say, all the different technology and ISV solutions that we have, plus as we're building these together with our solution provider partners, how are we protecting most important elements for our customers' data and users with the very best security solutions and tools? Before five, you just had some recent announcements in the whole security space with an acquisition and leading with some big announcements. Can you just share a quick update on that? So we have had a series of acquisition announcements in the security space recently. The most recent is around Mandiant, which is pretty exciting. We're teaming together with them. We have worked with them a little bit as a partner. We are very excited for the possibilities of what could come, assuming that an acquisition does go through. So number five is super hot. It's just customers really curious. How are we addressing the most important challenges facing the world at large? And we have a super powerful sustainability story. And again, similar to our security like focus, like there's a collection of really great technology partners where we have solutions that we work with. Plus, how are we teaming with the broad set of resale and solution providers around just really ambitious sustainability goals that our customers have? And how are we helping them achieve that? So those are the big questions your customers are asking. How are they the same or different from your partners? So if I were to think about the top questions that our partners have, so one of them is something that we've known is tricky, which is the demand for Google Cloud is coming at a really fast pace. And so for us, it's like, how are we closing the talent gap? Google Cloud trained professional is the highest paid technical practitioner out there. And part of it is like the demand is really high. And so 
I would say one of the most common questions is, Google, this is great. How are you helping me with training, with certifications, with getting the pool even larger for more of this talent to help meet a lot of the solution and services opportunities out there? I would say that's probably one of the top questions. As you can imagine, we also have things like partner advisory councils. We have our annual surveys. It's always great to get the collective interest. It feels like we've definitely crossed that chasm of partners fully believing in where we're going from having the right technology plus the go-to-market support. So now it's really about scale and closing that last gap, which is like, how are we getting more and more trained professionals available? It's a tough time from having been with VMware for a long time and seeing the growth of software-defined networking and software-defined storage and always on these new areas of the market, anytime there's something new, there's this period of time where there are a core number of people with that expertise and scaling and training is always at the forefront. And you'd have that problem anyway, but I'm sure it's exacerbated by the fact that it seems like everybody is looking for technical talent. There's a war on talent everywhere. So it's got to be particularly challenging both for your organization, as well as for your partners to figure out how do we get enough people knowledgeable to work with the appetites that customers have. Exactly. Well, looking forward to hearing how you help your partners do that and scale that. And it sounds like a great problem to have and a great problem to be able to work with, with partners who want to be able to learn and know about what you're doing. People don't know, I did want to extend a big congratulations to you and Google Cloud because you guys were this year's VMware's 2022 Worldwide Cloud Innovation and Transformation Award winners. We got to recognize some of your executives at our Partner Leadership Summit last April. But I wanted to take this moment and congratulate you as well and let people know that we were so happy to recognize Google Cloud with this award. This recognized Google for combining next-gen technologies with VMware cross-cloud services to accelerate customers' digital transformations. And I'm curious, what does this award mean for you? I mean, as the person who's marketing with partners, but for also for the rest of the Google Cloud business. Yeah, this was an exciting moment. So first, a humble thank you. We completely appreciate the honor of receiving this award. It definitely made lots of noise throughout the whole organization. And I saw social light up as well. But yeah, this is really a validation, a value we're delivering to customers. So, so many of them are just thinking about their digital transformation journey and this award and how and why we won the award is just a testament to that. We see many of these like large transformation deals just have a significant portion based on VMware workloads. And so this award just shows that strong partnership where we're really delivering the best of Google and VMware for these customers. It's not without a lot of momentum. So we launched the Google Cloud VMware engine about two years ago to really accelerate these customer migrations. And now it's one of the fastest growing VMware cloud offerings we see in the market. And so if you're not already familiar with it, Google Cloud VMware Engine allows us to really meet the customer where they are in this journey and just migrate those workloads as is to Google Cloud. And so we're just very excited, really appreciative of the award. So thank you. You're welcome. And you mentioned that it's a great example of the value being delivered to customers. And I do want people to know that all these awards that we give to our partners are based on actual 
customer stories, actual instances. In fact, it's like an essay on providing a use case with real true stories and examples. So they were some really compelling stories that your team provided about the impact that they delivered for some amazing customers and helping them with their digital transformation. So really exciting to recognize you and really excited about the growth we've seen around this joint solution. And we continue to take it to the next level. So you mentioned, right, we announced this about two years ago. So we have about two years under our belt, but we're not standing still. We continue to innovate around that solution. In fact, we recently announced that Google Cloud VMware Engine, we tend to go by GCVE. Anyway, it is now available through VMware Cloud Universal, which is our VMware's flexible purchasing and consumption program for customers executing their multi-cloud and digital transformation strategies. From your perspective, what additional challenges do the new purchasing and consumption program offer? Who do you think it's going to benefit? And I'm just wondering if you have any overall customer success stories that you'd be willing to share that show the unique value and then maybe even the cloud universal option. So it's really great to see, again, when the rubber meets the mode and you're actually looking at what this means within customers and their ability to migrate their VMware-based apps without having to make any changes to their applications, management tools, processes, and actually really in just about 30 minutes, a customer can migrate to Google Cloud, which just reduces a ton of costs and saves time and really just enables access to the service overall. We did have a couple of really great stories that were a part of that, like retailer Carrefour is an example where they migrated its on-premises VMware workloads without disruption to shoppers or employees. And they actually reduced operating costs by 40% and then their energy consumption by 45%. And once in the cloud, they were really able to leverage the data and AI to deliver innovative customer experiences across both online and in-store channels. What you see is a lot of times people start with this, like, okay, I need to reduce costs or get more sustainability into my model. And then realize like, wow, Google has really powerful data and AI tools. And then they actually go above and beyond that initial goal and really start to drive interesting customer solutions they might not have even scoped out originally. There's one more, which is a great one, which is with the telecom provider Mitel, where they migrated thousands of VMware instances across 30 data centers to Google Cloud in less than 90 days. And so most of this migration activity was happening during off hours across just a couple of weekends. And this helped them achieve really amazing increased stability, scale, and the security that they were looking for for their customers. So yes, we are seeing customer story after customer story of just the amount of impact this is having on their business. And yes, it's awesome, right, that we're now a part of the Cloud Universal program. And this is really great because it's definitely allowing us to I would say streamline now the go-to-market even further. And so like our mutual channel partners can now sell GCV where customers can now choose to transact with Google, VMware, VMware partners. Everything becomes really flexible from a purchasing standpoint and potentially using credits for a variety of services. Some of the benefits we're actually seeing on this include an average of 38% reduced TCO while really benefiting from highly performant infrastructure. So Overall, this is just a win-win everybody's excited about. We now have the service available in 13 regions around the world today, and we're just constantly expanding to meeting this tremendous demand that we're seeing. 
That's really exciting. I love the example of Carrefour because retailers are, I think, a really, really great use case where they're always operating on razor thin margins. So anything that they can do to lower operating costs are going to have such a tremendous impact for them on the bottom line. So when you share data like being able to lower operating costs by 40%, huge bottom line business impact, not just operations impact, not just IT impact, but really helpful for their business. And I think one of the areas where we've seen the Google Cloud offering really stand out and kind of its key differentiation absolutely is connected to the data and I kind of roots of Google and with the real expertise there. And I think that's another great use case because the customer and the data insight and being able to understand customer trends to be able to optimize inventories and purchasing experience I'm sure further helps manage not only costs, but it's also, again, about delivering a better customer experience and differentiating them. So I love these stories because it really shows that technology is just not about the back room, right? It's not about the rooms where all the servers are stored. It's out being front with customers and making true business impact. So love those stories and how fast those transitions are happening and how just you're reducing whether there was any friction, friction with the partners and all the different buying motions just to make it easier and accessible for everybody. Love those stories, just great stories all around. And it does sound like a win for everybody, as you were saying. We are another kind of first or a new item for Google Cloud this year is that for the first time ever, Google Cloud is going to be a top global diamond sponsor for our annual conference, which People for years have known and loved as VMworld, but we turned a new page and it's now, uh, for those who haven't gotten the memo, VMware Explorer is we're exploring the world of multi-cloud and apps together. But Google's been absolutely been a sponsor in a Google Cloud and a sponsor and a participant because we've been close partners for a number of years. But this is the first year that you guys have decided to go big and come with us at the top level. Why has this event grown so much in importance for you? And why do you see it as meriting coming in at the top level for you? Um, So first, I'll start with the personal side, which is, hopefully I'm allowed to say this, I have always found VMworld, now VMware Explore, to be one of my most favorite conferences every year. I feel like it's a reunion every time I walk through the show floor. I think it's just being in this industry for 20 plus years, so many familiar faces, And it definitely feels like the place where people connect and get together. And so that's my personal experience. That was not the only reason why we decided to lean in 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 a bigger way here. When we talk about just this market opportunity at large, this is the conference where we're going to have the right customers, prospective customers. We're going to have the right partners. And it's just a really great moment in time to connect everybody together And so that's why we're really leaning in and thinking about overall experiences and content and demos and labs. And there's a lot of effort that goes into this and harnessing the fact that VMware has always done a phenomenal job at getting a great audience to this event. So we're just really happy to be a part of it as a big pillar moment for the partnership. Well, that's great. We are so excited that you guys are going to be there in an even bigger way than you've ever been before. We are very much looking forward to Explore being everything about cloud and the multi-cloud and helping customers navigate all the different options and explore it and really have an industry-wide conversation around the transformation we're seeing daily and really excited to showcase our leading cloud partners 
We've talked about the amazing growth of Google Cloud and Google Cloud VMware Engine, and we're really excited to get to showcase that and all the great customer stories, even more customer stories. I know you guys will be able to share at the conference. So really, really looking forward to it. And for everybody, they can mark their calendars in the U.S. It'll be in San Francisco the last week of August. And then also in Europe, in Barcelona. And this year, we've added locations in Brazil for the first time ever, and then China and Japan, because this truly is a global conversation. And as you mentioned, Google Cloud VMware Engine is available in 13 locations worldwide, and I'm sure that's planning to grow. So it really is a global conversation too. We talked earlier about the five questions that customers are asking around digital transformation. One of the areas that we end up increasingly are talking to our customers around is not just from core IT, but increasingly line of business leaders are leaning in and making decisions around how they want to use technology for their businesses. And we're doing it more from a sales side to be able to just connect with our customers more. I wanted to get your perspective as a marketing line of business leader and as someone who has had a really strong career in technology, you've been at Pure Storage, ZenSource to Citrix, IBM, Hallmark, a number of technology companies across different fields. How have you seen, when you think about it from just the marketing function and a line of business leader, how do you see digital transformation shaping how you are leading your function, the decisions that you're making, and how has that changed over the last few years in a way that all companies and all company leaders should be thinking about as they're investing in technology? So I think what's unique in this time period is from a line of business leader, you have never had as much data out there as you have in this moment in time. And you would think it would be super easy to just harness it all, digest it, synthesize it, and report out in a way to make meaningful business decisions. The reality is much easier said than done. Even in marketing, when we're thinking about ultimately our goal is finding the right person at the right moment and getting the exact right message that will help them solve a problem. If I were to like summarize the existence and purpose in life of a marketer. And so the ability to have the data and able to make that happen is key. And you can translate that into a sales leader. You can translate that into so many other functions of just really making that perfect match between a buyer and a solution. I think what we really need to do is we have to find a way to get creative, to like close that gap of complexity. And that's really where I think our solution provider partners come to play. They live and breathe thinking about how I'm solving the biggest business challenges for the consumers of technology and what are the latest tools and resources that could be available to them. And so that's why it is fun working at Google where we have a plethora of access to this information as I'm sure There's all kinds of third-party and first-party solutions out there with other technology providers as well. I know Looker was one of our acquisitions that was also great in terms of harnessing and leveraging insights from data. But really, that's what I think every line of business leader is thinking about. Data, data, data. How do I understand it? What changes can I make in my offering as a result of it? And then how do I get it out to that buyer at the right moment and the right time with the right story? I think the other aspect of that is how are we using technology, the transition from perpetual license to sub and SaaS. 
I don't know if this is as much of a transformation for Google Cloud, because I think you've always been at the forefront. You haven't had to go through that transformation, but we've definitely seen that change as well affect a lot of companies and and customers in terms of how they want to buy. Everyone wants to stream and rent versus own. But it's also then changing the nature of how one engages with customers. And I know I talked to a lot of partners who are also navigating that same transformation as well. It's not about just selling and then walking away anymore. Staying engaged across the life cycle of how they're using the technology, which never seems to end. I'm curious how you are working with supporting your partners, sharing any of those insights with them to allow them to be able to help customers navigate that complexity, be able to be on the forefront. You said you're going all partner services led. How are you helping your partners benefit or share in that information, which is a tricky topic to be able to be on the forefront of ensuring a really great customer experience? Sure. And you're right for what it's worth, not at Google, but in previous lives, I have absolutely felt the perpetual or even like only on premises that now we got to serve the customers out there who just want to purchase monthly as a service. So I've lived through that transition multiple times. So it's not without appreciation for it. I feel like this has also been a huge opportunity for the evolution of the partner community. How are they thinking about not just selling something and selling it on site in customer's data center and then moving on to the next customer. It really is this relationship around how are we solving a problem up front and how are we evolving the ability to really transform that customer using digital solutions that probably didn't exist even three, five, 10 years ago. We have invested a lot within our partner community. We have something called expertises, something called specializations, I won't give the whole partner program playbook, but we invest deeply in giving partners not only the resources to really understand how to harness this, then we give them the ability to then differentiate themselves to our customers based on not like, oh, here's your tiered level, your top, medium, or lower partner type, but I am a specialization in data analytics. I have a specialization in hybrid, whatever it might be. The point is that we do a lot to support the partners to develop these solution offerings and then also to demonstrate their success and the choice that customers should use for theirs. That's great. I think it sounds like you guys are dialed in to think about how you can set your partners up for success. Both you and I know that when we set our partners up for success, first and foremost, that means we're setting up our customers for success. And then it's always a a win-win-win. So that sounds like a great way you're leveraging the expertise and resources that you have. You had mentioned before, back one of the biggest challenges your partners have around supporting all this growth is developing talent. Both you and I, members of two very strong, well-known technology companies in Silicon Valley, I think one of the things that is foremost in our minds is how do we continue to attract talent How do we keep talent? How do we keep talent engaged going into now a third year of working remotely, starting to go back to offices as well? You are a very experienced, seasoned leader. I'm curious as to if you're seeing some of the same challenges, particularly in marketing. I mean, marketing talent, especially tech marketing talent is super in demand. I will share, I've lost a couple of people to Google. It's a big musical chairs. As a leader, some of your principles in terms of attracting and most importantly, retaining and engaging talent. 
I think when COVID came, it had kind of the utmost importance for leaders to really engage people at the human level because everybody was coming in with their own heaviness, the world around them, especially 2020. There's so many reasons why your life and your world could be heavy. We talk about this concept of an invisible backpack, which is no matter what meeting you're about to enter, no matter what team you're about to talk to, you don't know what happened to that person that day, that week. And if you were to like start to fill this like invisible backpack with heaviness that they're bringing with them to that meeting, it draws this level of empathy and it draws a level of, I would say forgiveness. So that at the end of the day, we want people to wake up, feel supported, feel motivated and feel like no matter what they carried in with them, they're going to have a good day at work. Their leader's going to support them. Their team is going to support them as needed. And so I really did lean in quite a bit myself personally of just like, how can I educate myself on being the best human leader for these people so that they have a place to turn to, they have a place to go. And so I do feel like one of the benefits of COVID is it got this emphasis that we need people to want to wake up every day and be so excited about their job and their team. And so that's kind of the crux of it. And it sounds a little bit crazy, but I would say for me, I actually cared a lot more about this than delivering my business goals. Yes, of course, we need to meet our objectives. We need to drive to this, but they are so mutually connected where the more the team has a super thoughtful people manager who is constantly checking in on them and supporting any possible area that could be needed, then at the end of it, people will all hit their goals. But I do think that's is how we think about it. And then making managers accountable. So we definitely have a lot of accountability built in our performance management system at Google, which helps to make sure that, yes, we have a one-to-one checking in with people stay on top of this. We also have a systematic way to make sure that the team is getting what they need from their individual people manager. And I really do feel like that has helped us navigate a really challenging few years. I love the concept of the invisible backpack, being aware. I haven't heard anyone refer to that perspective. I love that mental image. And I think that's something that every leader, no matter what business can take away, that it's really those human principles, that empathy, thinking through and focusing on there, and then helping people feel connected too. And then what are we here to do so that you can see and feel proud of the impact that people are having? I love that advice and guidance and thought because at the end of the day, it's about people want to stay with you. They'll stay with you. Taking advantage of one of the many, many other opportunities that are out there as we've seen just the entire technology world accelerate over the last couple of years. Well, Amy, let's wrap up with maybe some lighter questions. What are you reading, watching, or listening to now that is particularly engaging or just opening up a new area of learning for you? So this is going to be embarrassing, but I am one of those working moms, 11 and 13 year old. Every free moment I'm not working is watching youth sports. And so I literally don't know how to turn on or use my television. And the latest book, I did actually read a book in the last two weeks because I was on a plane and it was for business. So business trip, (laughs) business trip, right? So it's interesting. Like for me, I feel like I find a lot of inspiration and learning from other people. And then also taking advantage of 
if there's ever an opportunity where somebody is offering a training, I'm on the capital G go-to-market advisory board. This is the, the Google VC fund. And there was an optional training on understanding corporate and private equity boards. I'm like, oh, I want to learn about that. It was a two hour a day for four day commitment, but it really helped me learn something that I didn't know as much about and knowing in the future, I was really interested in that. I took advantage of it. And so for me, it's really about being opportunistic when training or learning opportunities come my way and jumping on it. And then one day, sometime in the future, I will really enjoy watching television shows and reading fiction books again. I love that. My children are now older and out of the house, but I spend a lot of time also at youth sporting events. One of the things I miss most about those, my son was a water polo player. So I drove to lots of water polo tournaments in Northern and Southern California. But I will tell you, that is how I got all of my popular music education. My son would run the playlist and run the Spotify list. So I got always a, once he checked and said, mom, I can you handle this and these lyrics. But anyway, I got my education on, on popular music and I don't get that anymore. I miss that. Although he curates a Spotify playlist for me. So I can make a comment on listening to. So one of the things I love and Google has YouTube music that I use is the fact that we can do these radio stations now. And so Dermot Kennedy is an artist that I totally love. And whether I am doing something around the house or I run every day, so doing something athletic, just the ability to put on a radio station and get curated music that's like in the tone of what I'm looking for. I am such a big fan. And so kudos to, we were talking about like all the advancements that analytics and things have made for us. The ability for computers to create playlists that they know we will love is for sure something that I am very appreciative of. I love that example. I'll have to to check that out. We are right now starting to see some economic challenges that we haven't seen for a while. Raising interest rates, people are concerned about inflation, just as we absorb a lot of the growth, frankly, from a couple of years we've navigated through the pandemic and before. As someone who has been through across a number of different companies and had some perspective over their career, What advice would you give people at the earlier stages of their career who maybe are going through this kind of phase, these economic cycles for the first time, and maybe are stressing a little bit over it? I completely remember the very first time this happened, and I was at a super hot startup called Interwoven, and I joined in the heyday. Everybody was a 25-year-old millionaire, that type of environment. And then all of a sudden, like everything crashed, right? And having to live through restructuring and this and that. First of all, I think that was the most extreme (laughs) moment. I think it was 2000, right? Um, And everything since then has felt like a blimp, if anything. And I think it's important to just keep perspective. So for one, this is just the way the industry works. It's typical that there's going to be moments where everything is faster, higher, faster, spend more. And then there's going to be moments where we're like, okay, we really need to think about cost cutting and are we being the most efficient with our dollars? So there's just this ebb and flows of underlying themes. And it's just, once you've had one cycle of it, it just starts to feel natural and normal. The second thing I do want to give to anybody that's like earlier in career, it's never a bad idea to just lean in and differentiate yourself. And so I've done a lot of women in tech conversations with teams and especially in this topic, when I get that question, 
this is where a earlier in career person, like helping to find new opportunities within your own company could be really helpful. And so my story is I was at IBM, but was like office after office, closed doors, long hallways, nobody knew anybody. And I was a pretty social person. Like, this is crazy. I don't know any of my coworkers. And I went to the director of the group and I said, it'd be really great because we have to rely on each other to do our job, but nobody knows anybody. Can I start a social committee? He gave me budget. I literally did a monthly birthday cupcakes after lunch, plus potlucks and things for holidays. And just that small, tiny gesture, three months later, I've got it peered up with an executive mentor and I'm on some kind of like executive program for younger and career talent. And to me, it's just an example of find a solution that people don't even realize is a problem. And then that helps you kind of stand out and that helps you explore other things that you might be interested in for future roles. And it might help you if any companies that you have are thinking about where's that most kind of proactive leaning in younger talent and what could they do next. I also love that example because I think it's always a good idea to make connections build relationships, which for those of us who have had more years in this industry know that that's the richness of it and provides opportunities and also can be fantastic resources for you to help try new ways to solve problems. So love that example. Last question, Amy, what is the best advice you've ever received either professionally or personally? Okay. So this was actually as recent as two months ago. I am in a women's leadership group called Chief. It's there's oh, a cohort. I am too. Oh, are you too? Okay. Yes. And we were having one of our two-hour sessions, and we kind of got really deep on how heavy the world is. What are the things that we need to be driving? And we started to talk about problem solving, and there was this whole conversation around progress over perfection. And especially, I feel with I would say all leaders, but especially women leaders who. You can read the studies. I think there was a little bit of extra self-inflicted, but a little bit of extra pressure we put on ourselves during COVID and being the morale and the support for the team. And so here we are, especially at our level where we're not the most senior level, but we're not middle management. And you're sitting there and you're expected to hit these super high goals, but yet you have to make sure the well-being is high and the morale is high and people aren't overworked. And so it was really hard to balance this time period, plus the home obligations, especially that first six plus months when you're like teacher and you're cook and you're every hat under the sun. And so there's just all this pressure we tend to put out on ourselves. And the fact that we just need to actually give each other grace, ourselves grace. And then it was so funny because we had this phrase, progress over perfection is so key. Nobody's perfect. We're constantly learning and growing and we need to have that growth mindset not just to get better, but to just be happy where we are and to live in the moment with all that grace and all that joy that we can. And then what was really funny is that was in a breakout discussion. And then we got back to the main group where we recited back out what the different breakouts said. And no joke, the facilitator of our chief cohort had the sign progress over perfection on her desk and held it up. (laughs) And it was just one of those serendipitous moments of like, okay, be something that is the best kind of advice and just principles to think about constantly with your professional and personal lives. I'm going to write that down, progress over perfection. And I'm going to put that next to the concept of the invisible backpack 
that everybody is carrying with them and being mindful of that. Well, Amy, thank you so much for joining today. I'd love to get your perspective around the fantastic growth that's happening with Google Cloud, our strong and fantastic partnership between Google Cloud and VMware. So excited to see you guys as the Global Diamond Sponsors and Explore and can't wait to see your presence there and hear about what's in store next for our partnership together. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kathleen. This was great. And we're back. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Amy. I really enjoyed discussing the innovative offerings Google Cloud and VMware are delivering to customers on their digital transformation journeys. To stay looped in on the latest Google Cloud and VMware news, be sure to register for VMware Explorer 2022, where our Google Cloud will join us as a Global Diamond sponsor. To learn more about VMware, please visit VMware.com. To connect with Amy, you can find her on LinkedIn or on Twitter at at Amy Catalano. Thank you for joining me on this episode today. Remember to subscribe, follow, and review VMware Partnership Perspectives podcast from your streaming platform of choice. For more information on VMware's partner programs, please visit Partner Executive Edge on VMware.com. I'm Kathleen Tandy. Thank you for listening, and I hope you'll join us next time.